There are so many gurus online talking about passive income, passive income, and I don't want to sound like just another one of those guys, but my friend, passive income is a reality. It is a beautiful thing, and today, what I want to do is cut the hype and just give you three legitimate, amazing ways to create passive income online. I'm using all three. Even if you just take one of them and implement it, your life will benefit. So let's get real, let's skip the hype, and let's just dive into it. Welcome to episode 58 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more to the things and people you care about. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Who else would host a show called The Graham Cochran Show? Uh, a little narcissistic, but still makes me laugh. Uh, I'm here to help you in as many ways as I possibly can every single week. That's why I do this show. Uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever, thank you for tuning in this week. I uh, got a good one for you. We're going to get real practical. Um, if you missed last week's episode, we had to address the question that I legitimately got. It wasn't necessarily a question. It was more of an accusation, but is passive income immoral? If you want to hear a philosophical conversation about how uh, I dealt with a recent YouTube troll about passive income, go check that out. Uh, But today, let's not talk about philosophy. Let's talk about steps and let's talk about practical ways to create passive income. So if you're watching, listening today, I'm going to assume that's something that you want. Um, I have built both of my businesses around a passive income model. Um, and I didn't realize I was doing it when I started. That's the funny thing is I I had time to work. I just wanted to create a business, period. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're looking around this landscape and you lost a job. Maybe you have a brick and mortar business or a regular business that now is no longer in demand or you cannot be open for whatever reason because of this global pandemic and you're realizing, I need something else. I need to create some form of income or at least some revenue stream to supplement my income that doesn't depend on me having to drive somewhere to an office that I'm not allowed to go to. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are waking up to the idea of passive income in a fresh new way out of necessity. And so I want to help you build that. I I wanted to work as much as I could and just make some money, period. And maybe that's where you are. And I realized as I was building my business over a decade ago that it could be automated that there wasn't a direct correlation between me working more hours and my income going up. There was a direct correlation between me automating my business and reaching more people online and my income going up. So that is the reality here. The best way to create passive income is to automate something and to automate the sale of something. And there's three really good ways to do it. There's pros and cons of each. I'm going to break those all down. But a couple of prefaces here, because again, I, like I said in the intro, no hype. I'm sick and tired of, oh, well, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I, thank God I'm not on social media. I'm taking a whole year off. If you want to know why, there's an entire episode on five reasons why I'm quitting social media for a year. But I used to see all the ads all the time. And I, I see them on YouTube still when I'm uploading a YouTube video. There's so many gurus promising you passive income. And that literally, I teach passive income for a living now. And I can't stand these guys. 
And it's not that they haven't made money. Some of them legitimately have not made money. It's all smoke and mirrors. Some of them have made money, but it's it's the way they do it, the way they present, it just, it's a turnoff to me. And so I understand that this whole term passive income could be a turnoff for you. But if you're following my show, then you hopefully know that um, I'm the real deal in the sense that like, I don't make up stuff. I'm not trying to convince you of anything weird. I'm not trying to, uh, you don't see me in front of a Ferrari. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just trying to give you the honest truth. And I want to be your friend and in your corner. So that's all I'm going to give you today. So um, let's quickly define, I defined it last week, but passive income, in case you're still weirded out or skeptical by it, doesn't mean that you won't ever have to work. Unless you have a trust fund or unless you have truly built up a royalty base from films, books, movies, TV, whatever, um, music, that's just ridiculous amounts of royalty checks. You you truly, or if you have a lot of property and you've got to managed and cash flowing beautifully, you need a lot. What, what I'm talking about today, passive income online, it is not 100% hands-off. You will have to do some work. Um, I think that's where some people get frustrated or they think it's a myth. It's not a myth. When we say passive income, what we mean is you're not trading your time for dollars. There's not this one-to-one correlation between I work 10 hours, I get paid worth 10 hours. I work five hours, I only get paid worth five hours. That's how normal people make money. Even business owners who say that they work for themselves and they have freed themselves from the shackles of a boss work more hours for themselves than they did when they worked for somebody else. They basically just own a job. It's still a J-O-B, just a little bit more freedom and you can say you're your own boss. And that has its own perks, but it's still not passive income. I think passive income means to me that you do a fixed amount of work and you create disproportionate or scalable income, okay? Fixed amount of work, my work stays the same. My income can rise though. And you see how the income is no longer tied to how many hours I work, it actually can scale. And even better, your income rises and your work hours diminish. And that's been my story for the last 10, 11 years in both businesses. So that's what I'm talking about when I say passive income. So potentially a better term might be automatic income. You do a little bit of work, but your income comes in automatically without you being there, even if you have to stop working for a few weeks or months. Like I took six weeks off and went to France with my family a couple summers ago and the checks kept coming in. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what we're talking about here. It's fixed amount of work, disproportionate scalable income, and your work can eventually diminish. Second preface. The way this passive income model works, no matter which of these three ways you choose to go, requires that you have an audience. Requires that you have an audience. Now, you don't need a large audience for these to work, but the larger the audience, the more income you will have. Hence, why I'm very big on content, 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 because you build an audience through content. So you hear me talk about that a lot. Now, I wanted to get that out on the table because if you have zero audience, this will be harder to pull off. Now, before we dive in, I want to teach you how to build an audience. I've put together an entire workshop on passive income that involves teaching you how to build an audience, how to monetize that audience, and automate the monetization. So if you want to go in depth on that, we'll talk about three ways to create passive income today, but if you want to go in depth on that model and learn how to build that audience, I want you to watch my passive income workshop and it will it's designed to teach you how to create your first $1000 a month 
of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. And we're all busy, we're all scrambling. Either we have kids at home because of homeschool right now with the coronavirus, or you're working a day job still, or you're, whatever you're doing. I know you don't have a ton of time. You don't need a ton of time to chip away at this. So I want you to watch the workshop. It's absolutely free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. I'm trying to give you as many resources as possible to help you watch that passive income workshop, learn how to build an audience and monetize it. grahamcochran.com slash workshop. That's my passive income workshop. It's a ton of good stuff. All right, let's dive into the three ways, my favorite ways to create passive income. And way number one is probably the most accessible to people, and that is affiliate products. It's very simple. You've probably seen it a million times if you've watched a YouTube video. The way this works is you have an audience. Let's say you're a YouTuber. You've got people watching your videos. And in your videos, either as a soft mention or the entire topic of a video, you mention a product or service that you love and that you recommend. And you link to it below in the description or you give them a link in the video or the piece of content. It could be a blog post. It could be a podcast, but just giving a YouTube video as an example. And you say, hey, if you want to check it out, use my affiliate link so that the person can then buy this other product and you get a cut of that sale. Classic example are a lot of YouTubers right now who are talking about live streaming. And they they are you know video game live streamers. Um, they're content creators that do live streamers. And they're realizing a lot of people want to get into live streaming. And so they're doing a lot of helpful tutorial videos on, hey, here's the gear that I use for my live stream. Here's how to set it up. Here's the software you need. And they link to all of their favorite gear. Here's what camera I use, what software I use, what lens I use, what light I use. And you can buy it with my Amazon affiliate link or wherever they're doing it. And so people can go buy what you recommend it costs the same for the consumer, and then the YouTuber gets a small cut from Amazon or whomever because they basically helped sell that product. So they share in the profit a little bit. It's a small percentage, but they can make money just recommending the products that they love and use every day. Pros of affiliate marketing, right? Or is it's completely hands-off? Like you don't have to do anything to make the money. You don't process the sale. You don't take the payment. You just share your affiliate link wherever you want to online. And if people buy, that company cuts you a check every month or every quarter. What, right? So it's completely hands-off. It's as passive, truly passive as it gets. Um, another pro is that they're easy to sell. It's easy to sell because you aren't asking them for money. You're saying, hey, this is my favorite camera. If you want to use the camera I use, you should go buy one. The, the follower, the, the consumer who's listening to your content isn't giving you any money. So you're never having to ask them for money. And a lot of people struggle with selling and they struggle with asking for money. So if you struggle with that, affiliate selling, affiliate products is way easier because you're never asking your audience for money. It becomes very like easy, like, hey, you should totally check out that camera. And if they do, you get paid on the back end. Now, a couple of cons. One is that it can be hard to scale. Depending on what the affiliate product or products are or services are, the price point, the cut that the manufacturer or company gives you, um, 
Is it something that people only buy every once in a while? Like it's hard to get affiliate marketing to scale unless you have a huge audience or a viral video or something like that where it's a natural fit. And a lot of people are seeing it. And a lot of people are buying the affiliate product. So it can work. You just kind of usually need a lot of affiliate things to sell generally. I'll give you an example where that's actually not true. Um, but it can be hard to scale. Another con is that affiliate companies can and do change the rules on you. A recent example is that Amazon, which is probably one of the largest, if not the largest affiliate um, company, because you can affiliate sell anything on Amazon, books, gear, anything, right? Because Amazon sells anything. They have a pretty good affiliate program. They just, in wake of the financial issues with coronavirus, um, have cut back their affiliate commissions. So not on every product, I don't think, but in a lot of categories, a lot of people who make a good living promoting products on Amazon have found their paychecks to just be cut. Even if they're selling the same amount of product, their percentage of that sale, that percentage has gone down. So you are at the mercy of the part, the person whose product you're selling because they control the arrangement. They control the agreement. They could even go out of business. And so that's no longer a viable option. You don't control the product or service, right? You're just promoting someone else's product or service and you make money. Now, this doesn't have to be a product or service. In the information product space, you can affiliate sell someone else's online course or membership or anything like that. You've probably seen that. Some of your favorite content creators mentioning someone else's product or service. And you're like, why are you telling me to join his course? You know, you don't make money off of that. Well, they do. Because when you click on their link to join so-and-so's course, it's their affiliate link, which just keeps a track of if you do go over there and buy that other course from that other person and it registers a sale, then that person knows to pay the person who referred you a cut, right? It's a referral program. That's all it is. Um, it's, it's a natural monetization model. It's as old as time. You know, refer your friends and, and you'll make some money. Um, that's all you're doing. It's a really great model online because it's all trackable through you custom affiliate links, URLs that use cookies to sort of just track. And it might sound weird, but it can just tell if somebody came through your direct link or if they came through someone else's link. And it's a great way to know who referred you, you know, instead of them having to ask who referred you, the, the internet knows who referred you. Now, uh, I have done affiliate promotions for people's courses many, many, many times. Uh, if you're doing information products with affiliate promotions, that kind of stuff, promoting someone else's course or someone else's membership, a couple of things to consider. Um, when done right, it's an, a course or a product or membership that is a great fit for your audience um, that doesn't directly compete with your own course or membership, but really is a good complementary one. A good example is I have a friend um, named Jordan Valeriat who has a great online business teaching people how to record and mix music like I do, but specifically in the genre of hardcore, metalcore, heavy type music. So he zeroes in a niche within a niche, which is great. And he kind of dominates in that space. He's one of only a couple, I think, that do that really explicitly and do it really well. And so he had a course, has a course that I've promoted a couple times um, that's perfect for my audience if they want the best of the best training on that specific subgenre. He's an expert in that genre. I am not. So it's an easy compliment for me to promote to my people because they're probably going to love it. A small percentage of them will love it, but then he, he'll he sell it. He'll make a ton of money because he gets into my audience. I'll make money off of something that I didn't have to build or sell or market. It's very easy. It's a great fit. A bad example is I, at one point years ago, was approached by, I get approached all the time 
do you want to affiliate promote my stuff? Because I have a very large audience on the Recording Revolution side. And so people want to, they want access to my list, basically. And I made the mistake years ago, I was approached by a gentleman who had this formula for growing your fan base as a musician. And he said, hey man, you're doing a great job of selling um, how, your products and teaching people how to record and produce their music so it sounds good. But then what do they do once they have their music and it sounds good? How do they grow their fan base to get more people to listen to their music? You don't seem to have a lot of content on that. And here I have an entire course that is perfect for that. And what I actually offer is a free you know, three-part workshop they can get a ton of value after uh, from. And if they like it, they can buy my course and I'll split the, the proceeds with you and all that kind of stuff. Typical affiliate deal. I said, oh, this is great. This is great because I don't have any material on this. This is a great compliment to what I sell. It's a good price point. I'll make a good cut. No problem. I did a couple of emails to my list, told them to check out his free workshop. They went through his funnel. Um, and a lot of them bought his course. And then I started to get the emails saying, hey, Graham, I uh, I bought so-and-so's course. You know, you recommended his thing and um, it's awful. It's not good. Um, it's like, there's barely any information in there. It's like really pathetic. And so I was disappointed. I've been asking for a refund. I don't get a response from anybody. I'm emailing. I want my money back. And they're coming to me now. And I was like, oh, crap. This guy is a scam artist. At worst, he's a scam artist. At best, he's just flighty and not a good business owner and developed a crappy product and has awful customer service. And now my reputation was at stake because here I was recommending this guy's stuff, sending my audience, who trusts me, by the way. And this is an important piece that we'll get to here. And we'll move on to the other two ways in a minute with affiliates is that they people trust you. If you do your job right and you're creating good content and helping them, you have earned their trust, which is a wonderful thing that you never want to break because the moment you do, you're not getting those people back. They're not going to listen to anything you say. And so here I was getting people really pissed off who had spent a lot of money, a lot of money with this gentleman. And uh, they felt like they had lost their money or had been duped. It wasn't what they expected. So then I'm trying to email this guy, be like, dude, what the heck is going on? You need to refund my people. You need to treat my people right. This is reflecting poorly on me. And you know, he finally came around, was like, oh yeah, I'll take care of everybody. And I think we got everybody taken care of, but it was a long process and it was a mess. And for a while, my reputation was stained. Now my people had a lot of resiliency and I think they understood that it was this guy and not me, but I put them through a really frustrating situation. And I realized in that moment, I need to be less greedy and not just see dollar signs and like, this is a great fit. Let's do it. If it's a great fit, that's a good starting point. Check that box, but I need to do my research on the person I'm affiliating with. And now from that point on, I decided to stop affiliate promoting anybody I didn't know. I wanted to have a relationship with the person. I wanted to know them as a human. I wanted to know their brand and their company and their, their reputation um, before I ever promoted anybody's stuff. So with that said, I do far less affiliate promotion of other people's stuff because I'm very careful to affiliate myself with somebody else. Now, a good example of something that I've been using lately in the last year that I've been affiliate promoting in terms of a product has been Kajabi. And you might have discovered me through a Kajabi video, or you might hear me talk about Kajabi. Kajabi is literally the best platform ever. And no, I'm not going to pitch Kajabi right now, but it's a tool that I've been using for almost seven years. Um, it's evolved over the years. It was helpful for selling courses back in 2013 when I started on Kajabi. And then in 2015, 
I jumped on a beta version of the newest version of Kajabi when I got wind on what Kajabi was becoming, when they were like, we're going to become everything, website, email, courses, membership, community, landing pages, everything, taking payment, everything. Uh, when I saw the direction they were going, I said, sign me up. I want that version of Kajabi. Um, I moved all my business stuff over in 2016 to Kajabi. And um, I've been, I launched a second business on Kajabi. It's now 100% Kajabi, this entire Graham Cochran brand, my website, everything you see Graham Cochran from me is Kajabi. Um, I've been sold out on Kajabi long before they even had an affiliate program. They finally launched their partner program as they call it. Um, and they obviously reached out to everybody and said, hey, you know, we think it's a good fit. You should promote Kajabi. And I had it on my list of things to do. I wasn't actually worried about it because I didn't think it would make much money, honestly. But I had been promoting Kajabi and telling everyone to use Kajabi anyway. Um, so it was a natural fit for me. And that's why I created a little bit of content. And from time to time, I mentioned Kajabi because I 100% believe in Kajabi as a tool, um, as a way to make you more money as a business owner. I believe in the people. I've literally gone and hung out at their headquarters in Irvine, California. I've met the CEO and the president and the head of the, the platform that develops the program and the head of the partner program, the head of customer service. I've spent a day with these people. Um, I've been on Zoom calls with these people. I trust these people. I see that they are good people running a good company who are dedicated to their product. I love their product. It makes my life easy, helps me make more money. So I believe in promoting it online. One thing I would say, and I'm very clear to say this, is be very intentional when you do share an affiliate product that it's an affiliate link, um, especially when it's a product. Because if you're making a recommendation and you stand to gain financially from them buying it, it can tarnish your recommendation because people say, huh, well, then he's biased because he makes money if he mentions Kajabi and I buy it. Um, so does he really believe in Kajabi? So I, I think you can only really affiliate promote things you 100% believe in. I get approached, you know, it's funny, I get approached by all of Kajabi's competitors. I think I've been approached by all of them asking if I would affiliate promote their product. And I've told them no. Why have I told them no? Because I don't use those products. Because I use Kajabi. How weird would it be for me to affiliate promote Kajabi and affiliate promote Podia and affiliate promote ConvertKit and affiliate promote like all of these different platforms. That would be strange. So I have said no to everything but Kajabi at this point. I'm all in on, it's the great, it's the best platform. It's the one I use. It's the one my I tell my students to use. It's the one I tell you to use. So be very intentional about what you promote, but it can work really well. Kajabi is such a great platform for me to affiliate promote. It makes me a ton of money. And I believe in it. It's like a, it's a win-win when there's a product you 100% believe in. Like if every one of your audience went and bought it, you would feel proud of the fact that you recommended it and happy for them that they have it. And if you also make money off of that, that's a win-win for you. I'm done talking about affiliate products. You get the point. It's probably the easiest one to implement. You don't have to build anything, sell anything, market anything. Um, it's hands-off. It's a beautiful thing. But you have less control and less income potential depending on what it is. Passive income way number two is an evergreen online course. Okay, this is your basic classic online course, not one that you open and close a couple times a year. I'm talking about one that you have open for sale all the time. It's on your website. 
Um, but even better than that, it's in your email funnel. So when someone opts into your email list, meaning they downloaded your free guide or your checklist that you're promoting in your latest piece of content, they get the free guide or checklist, and now they're going to get a pre-written set of emails from you that add a lot of value, over-deliver, and then transition into this online course and pitch it for you automatically. This is beautiful. This is like the the backbone of, of both of my businesses. This is how I've made a living for over a decade is creating content, growing my email list, and having the people that go in that email list go through a simple funnel that pitches an evergreen online course. Um, the beautiful pro of this is that once you've built the course, it's completely hands-off. So I have a funnel, two funnels, one on the Recording Revolution, one here in the Graham Cochran brand that, that promote online courses of mine every day, every second of every day. And so most of the money that's coming in automatically for my businesses is this. It's emails that are automatically pitching my online course and people are putting out their credit cards and buying the online course, getting the online course. I make money and I don't even know what's happening. So it is beautifully hands-off. Um, for example, April last month um, was a really, really good month. We're in the middle of the global pandemic, but so many people were online. So, so many people were opting into my email list. So my email opt were growing. That meant so many more people going through my funnel, so many more people getting my automated emails, pitching my courses. I made so much money off of my automated funnels selling my evergreen online products. I probably worked the least amount I worked in a long time in April and made a lot of money in April. It's one of, one of my better months. Um, and that's all because of the evergreen online course. So they're my favorite by far. Um, hands off. They scale as your audience grows, which that was a good example. If your audience grows over time, you make more money. If there's a lot of people on your site that month, uh, or you do a guest post and a lot of people check out your stuff and they opt in and your, your opt-ins surge for a moment, your evergreen online course sales are going to surge with it because it's all tied to it. Your conversion rate usually stays the same and it just floats with your audience. So it scales really well. I think the biggest con with evergreen online courses is it's it takes the most upfront work out of all three of these. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I taught you how to launch a mini course. Uh, that is probably the shortcut. That's like this, but the shortcut. Um, go listen to that episode on how to launch a mini course now. Uh, that will help you make a course faster, get it launched faster. And if it sells well, you can make it evergreen. And that's better than nothing. But a true flagship online course that generally you can price relatively high, and it's going to get a ton of great response and give your, your audience a ton of value, um, get them from point A to point B. It does take a lot of work. You got to research it. You got to film it. You have to upload it. You have to build out the course material. You have to create sales copy. You have to build a sales page. You have to create a launch sequence. It could be overwhelming, but it's not overwhelming if it's like one month or two months of your life to then have perpetual income. That's That's... That's what it's all about. I have um, an auto webinar that pitches a bundle of courses, um, the courses I built long ago. Uh, and then the webinar um, I did live three years ago um, and made a ton of money on the live webinar and we tested it and it worked really, really well. I since shortened the webinar because it was like super long. It was like a three hour thing, um, like two hours of free content. It's crazy long, but I, I then turned it into a shorter, more focused, automated webinar. Um, all that work I've done years ago now, the courses were built years ago, the webinar sales copy and, and the webinar teaching was all done three years ago. That's selling for me every day. Like right now that's selling for me. Um, so yes, it was upfront work years ago, but that's how passive income works. You do the work once a lot of times 
and then it, it delivers for you. It's like you're creating an asset that then pays you dividends month in and month out without you being involved. It, it is the, the crown jewel, in my opinion, of passive income. You can make the most money, you have the most control, and it is hands-off once you build it. But it is upfront work. Hope that makes sense. Um, let's jump to passive income way number three. So we did affiliate products. We did an evergreen online course or courses or bundle of courses. Um, the third one is a membership site. Now, what I love about membership sites, right? These are subscription products, right? P people pay you every month or annually um, to be inside of your membership behind the paywall. And there's content and community, a lot of other things happening. Um, one of the biggest pros is that it's recurring revenue. You make the sale once, somebody is convinced to join, let's say, in January, and they could be paying you every month. And it's now December, and let's say, and you're still getting paid from them. They're still sending you money in form of a monthly fee, right? It's like Netflix. You know, it's it's somebody joins and they they pay every month to be a part of it. Um, so the recurring revenue is beautiful because it's dependable. Um, it's relatively stable, even though people come and go. My wife's business model is um, almost 100% recurring through a subscription product. And the great thing about her is she'll never have huge swings in revenue. She'll never have big months, small months. She has this, like this slow growth. At worst, it will be a slow decline, but it's never going to have big swings because it's people's cards being charged every month, right? It's recurring. It's beautiful to watch. So I think this is like, a lot of times people say this is the holy grail because you get people paying you every month. Um, the other pro to that is, and we'll get to the cons because there are cons, it's not the panacea of passive income. Uh, one of the pros, um, there's actually a lot of pros, <laughs> but one of the pros is that it doesn't depend on traffic. So probably the weakness of an evergreen online course model that I just shared with you is that if your web traffic dries up, if the opposite of what happened to me during coronavirus happened, if nobody's online or nobody starts watching my videos anymore or um, somehow I stopped showing up in Google or search results, uh, then there's fewer people finding me, fewer people opting into my email list, fewer people seeing my funnel, hence fewer people buying my course. So my revenue is tied to my web traffic, which is why I'm all on board content, content, content. But the beautiful thing of a membership site is you could get, let's say, 100 members paying you 100 bucks a month for something, right? And you've got that consistent revenue. Um, and then if your traffic dries up, those people are still paying you every month. Uh, you don't need new people to discover you to keep making income. Kind of not true, but for the most part, true. So it doesn't depend on traffic 100%. One of the sneaky pros of a membership site is this built-in market research. When you have members and you're serving them well and you are creating not only content for them, but community and coaching and you're interacting with them, you learn a ton about your market. You get questions and feedback on what they want more of. And what that does is give you built-in instant idea generation for your free content, for other products and services you could launch. It's incredible because you really get to know a group of people very intimately. Um, and you know that the best kind of people to reach because they're paying customers, they're active and involved, they take it seriously. And so that's a great place to do a lot of market research and it's baked in. You don't have to survey them. You just have to show up and pay attention. I love that. Um, and one of the final pros of the membership site is if you want to launch something like that, it's less upfront work. Um, 
it doesn't take building out a ton of content and building out all kinds of uh, backend downloadables and um, all that kind of stuff. All, all it takes is a little bit of upfront content and good vision and a good sales page. Like you have to know what the value proposition is of the membership and then create a sales page that communicates that, but you don't even have to have anything built um, necessarily to get started. So it's faster to launch, let's say, than a traditional flagship online course um, because you're going to be building it as you go, which leads to the biggest con with membership sites. As far as passive income goes, they require the most ongoing work. The most ongoing work. You have to show up every single month generally and deliver something. Um, so some people say, well, that's not passive. That sounds like work. Mm, yeah, but let me give you an example. I launched my first membership site um, in 2012. And I launched it with a buddy of mine. We, we jumped in, we partnered and started a business together for this membership site. And we each had our, we each delivered content to the members every, every month. And then we had a live coaching call um, and there was a community element. And so we each had a certain amount of work. Um, and it was the same every month. So month one, I think we were making like $1,000 a month, you know, with however many members joined. And then we had to split that because it's 50-50 partnership. But then you fast forward a couple years and that business is doing $20,000 a month. And then it's doing $30,000 a month. Okay. That's a lot more money. Our workload has not increased. It's the same amount of work, whether you have 10 members or 10,000 members, it's the same amount of work. So it is, going back to my definition of passive income, it is a fixed amount of work that creates scalable or disproportionate income. So a membership site, even though it requires ongoing work, whereas an online course or affiliate product doesn't, it's still fixed. And so it's scalable. And I think that's where a lot of businesses find themselves stuck, even when there's not a global pandemic, is that they're like, hmm, my income isn't scalable. I'm kind of maxing out. There's only so many hours I can work. Such a There's like a ceiling on the hourly price or the range I can charge for things. And short of like outsourcing everything I do to reach more customers um, and reduce my work hours, I can't scale very easily. So that's usually one of the, the, the things people are looking for. Um, the Holy Grail is really scalable income. And a membership site can give you that. There are hard, you know, there's other cons too. They're harder to sell when you have a small audience because you need a lot of people in them to make the community element really thrive. And typically with a small audience, you convert a smaller percent, you know, you can sort of convert the same percent, but it's a small number of people. Um, so like if you got 10 people in your membership, it's a little harder to create that sense of community than if you had a hundred people or 50 people, but it is possible. Um, and if your audience is super engaged, I just had one of my students in my, my, one of my memberships, my six figure coaching community, um, named Nick, he had 330 people on his email list and he just launched a membership site and converted 90 of them, which is a staggering 27% conversion rates redonkulous, but it shows how engaged his audience was. So he, even with a tiny email list had a thriving membership community, um, he got a lot of them to pay annually. So he did a great job with a good launch, but then has a few thousand dollars recurring revenue now on top of that. So it can be done a little more rare, just depends on how loyal and engaged and targeted your audience is. So in review, the three 
ways to create passive income online, affiliate products, promote a product or service or a subscription that you love and can endorse wholeheartedly. The pro is that it's completely hands-off and it's easy to sell because you don't have to sell anything. You're just promoting somebody else's thing. Um, Evergreen online courses are amazing to me. They're the holy grail. A lot of upfront work, but once you have it launched and put into a good email funnel and you're growing your audience, these will sell for you all day, every day, hands-off. It's a beautiful thing. Membership sites, beautiful recurring revenue, doesn't really depend on traffic. So if traffic dries up, you still have an income stream. You get the built-in market research and they're easier to get launched than maybe an online course. But again, the con is they require the most ongoing work out of the three. So my my question for you is, if you're watching on YouTube, leave this below in a comment. And if you're listening to the podcast, take a mental note. Which of these three passive income models are you most interested in and most likely to implement in the next 30 days? Because I don't want you to listen to this and just do nothing. And you might already be running one or two of these. That's great. So if you're already running one or two, what's one or two that you haven't implemented? But all I want you to ask and, and leave a comment below, which one of the three, affiliate products, Evergreen Online course, or membership site, are you most interested in, most interested in and most likely to launch or pursue in the next 30 days? I want you to actually implement one of these streams in the next 30 days. Why? Because you need it. You cannot depend on hourly work, service, um, just building and launching things all the time without having some sort of passive income element. I really want you to get it started. I don't care if it doesn't make a lot. I don't care if it only makes a hundred bucks a month recurring. Do you know how few people have something that pays them anything recurring every month without them involved? I don't think the general population even can comprehend the idea of money coming in without you doing any work. Now, there is upfront work. That's we, we, We've discussed this. You now know this. That's why I'm not going to be that guru that just says, like, it's so easy. Like, just copy this formula and press this button on this Shopify account, and then the money comes in, and then you have a Ferrari or a Tesla. Like, I'm going to tell it to you straight, and I'm going to be here answering comments below the video. If you have any questions, we can dive in deeper. But this is the dream. And what I would like you to do, if you haven't already, is get a taste of it. Once you have a taste of it and you've implemented some passive income element, then you realize, hmm, maybe Graham's onto something. Maybe if I ramp up my audience building, my content to the public, my free stuff, and get more people to hear about my affiliate product, uh, online course, membership, whatever, maybe I'd be able to increase, increase my passive income. And from there, once you have it implemented, it's easier to grow. It's more of getting you from no passive income to passive income or from one model to all three of these. I mean, I rock all three because why stop at one? But it's just getting that, that jump to realize, okay, I can do this. I create passive income. And one final thing. So leave that comment below. Let me know which one you're going to implement in the next 30 days. And then one final thing is to, to make it even more concrete for you, because again, these are just the monetization models. So these are just basically one slash two of the four true passive income steps. You need audience building, uh, right? And you need to automate the selling of things. And there's a few pieces in between. And so that's why I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I want you to go check it out if you haven't already, my passive income workshop. I basically created a class. It's about 45 minutes, a class that walks you through all four of these elements, how to find an audience, build an audience, 
how to know what to build for them, how to know how to monetize that, that audience, how to sell to them. Because again, a lot of us suck at selling and we're afraid of selling and how to automate that process and make it a true system. And then I also share with you all the tools that I'm using, some of the free tools you can use, alternatives to the paid stuff, um, and give you a lot of helpful training and best practices to create that first $1,000 a month of passive income. Because once you get that, it's all just scaling at that point. You're not really doing much different. To make $100,000 a year passively versus making $10,000 a year isn't much different. It's the same model. Even making seven figures, right? Even making a million dollars a year, it's virtually the exact same model. And so that's powerful once you get that built. So I want you to go check that out for free at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. I'm serious. Like now's the time. If you are serious and if you're not serious, and let's not, then, you know, go, go watch something on Netflix. But like, if you are serious about creating this passive income stream, doing a little bit of upfront work to help your future self be able to have more flexibility and more income potential, potential and more freedom, then please watch the workshop, implement the workshop build your passive income stream. I've done it. Tons of my students have done it. You can do this. Now's the best time to reinvent yourself and create a passive income business for the next decade. All right, grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. If you need anything, let me know. You can always drop a comment on the YouTube video or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. But of course, email me as well, graham at grahamcochran.com. I'll get back with you and try to help you out. Stay safe, stay stay healthy. I'll see you on another episode real soon. Bye.